Oh, this is bad coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little late. Terrible. Woo, we're back, yeah. baby. We're back. Did anyone miss us? Did anyone know we weren't here? I got messages from nobody. Oh. I didn't get one message that said, we miss you. We love you. Come back soon. Look, as a podcast listener, it gets overwhelming, the amount of podcasts. So maybe it's nice to have a break from us. Um, that's less good for us than bad for us, though. Yeah, I might be right. <laughs> Live from Glass Lewis's backgammon patio. They're doing backgammon still. Is backgammon woke or anti-woke? Play who plays backgammon? Uh, I do. I mean, I do at Glass Lewis. When I'm at, when I'm at Glass Lewis when you're headquarters, at the patio. I play. I, yeah, yeah, right. It's the ESG industry's only weekly woke data podcast. This is true. We're the only ones. That's true. Featuring BS man Matt Muscardi. Are we strictly woke data anymore? Are we anti? Are we? Are we anti woke data now? Uh, we like all data. We like data. Right? It's not. I mean, I think our point of view is that data can't be woke. Your weird ramblings and theatrical blabbering can be woke or not woke, but. Just are data. You, are you calling me weird and theatrical? Not you. <laughs> the collective you. The collect. Okay. All right. I'm sensitive. Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, those uh, types. Come back on the show, Vivek. Lots uh, to talk about. In today's effervescent solid goo. Actually, that's what MSCI is thinking of renaming ESG. That's their proprietary. That's the number oh, really? one choice right now. Effervescent solid goo. <laughs> That's the that's what they're thinking to deal with EU regulators. I have an inside I have an inside information. I actually I th- I think they'll trick them with that. Uh, yeah, I was at a party last night with CEO Henry Fernandez, and he 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 told me that's what they're working on. That's the current <laughs> the exclusive here on <laughs> what which are we is fans? which is surprising in two ways. First of all, it's surprising that I'm hanging out with CEO Henry Fernandez of MSCI. That's correct. That Second is surprising. of all, it's even more surprising that I'm hanging out with him on July 4th. That would mean I'm in his special... To hang oh, out with yeah. him on July That's 4th, I'm correct. in a special yeah. group, right? Were you fishing Friends and family. together? Yeah. Does he fish? I'm sh- No, I'm sure he does not fish. He does not look like he fishes. Uh Today's show called July 5th, 2023. Headlines we missed. We've been gone for a while. So all the headlines we missed. An anti-woke update from Matt and a word from our sponsor. That's right. Let's get right to it because there's a lot here. Our show today is being sponsored by S-Gage, your ESG data solutions provider. Paul... We'll be stopping by later to talk about the top 20 increases in CEO perks. That's very specific, Paul. Yeah. The top 20 increases. The increases, but not in like in just their perks. Yeah, just in the perks. Well, perks are the, I mean, really, those are the, for any of you out there who've spent any time in a proxy statement, the perks are the kind of the funnest part of the whole damn thing. I know. It is fun on a yearly basis to talk about like Mark Zuckerberg's security detail yeah. Expenses. Two point three million this year on on flights on jet Holy travel. Holy moly! Yeah. All right, come on, let's do it. All the shit we missed. Come on, go ahead, do it. Oh, you already played me in. I already played you in. No particular order. 
As you know, Matt, because that would take an extra level of brain activity that I don't have. <laughs> July 3rd, that's two days ago. This is the headline. July 3rd was the world's hottest day ever recorded. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's not great. No. The highest Number ever recorded. We cracked 1.5 cent, uh, degrees Celsius already. Uh, United CEO Scott Kirby forced, this is according to this headline, I don't know, forced to apologize for taking private jet after airlines cancels hundreds of flights. He said, taking a private jet was the wrong decision because it was insensitive to our customers who were waiting to get home. I don't know about this one. <laughs> I like this one. I don't so know. So United canceled one-fourth of its schedule, 750 flights, but he hopped on a private jet. Yeah, but like... You force, come on, you should force him to fly look, United. Look, what's the point of paying that guy like $20 million a year if you can't get on a private jet when you need to get somewhere? Look, isn't the point of these flights... You have to pay to like wear shoes on the flight at this point. Like you have to pay for everything. You want one inch more space, it's $100. It's a $40 upcharge. You want to bring a bag anymore, you get charged 100 bucks. If you can't afford to take a private jet, then yeah, you're going to be sitting in the airport waiting around for the planes to fly again. Or your it's not flight Scott Kirby's fault capitalism oh, right. exists. Come on. Is this like Tim Cook using a, a Galaxy, a Samsung Galaxy twenty seven point four nine E or something? Is this? Is, <laughs> I don't. Come I don't on, know. Scott. Well, hop on United. Come on. Was a United Air like a pilot flying the private jet? In Ooh, which case, then no. Subway ad. We we don't talk about Subway anymore. So Subway ad. Uh, get slammed for mocking Titan sub tragedy. The ad outside one of its stores said. Our subs don't implode. They got, they got mocked for that? Well, now, ostensibly, this is just one franchise. My, my question is, in the coming days, will Subway apologize? Is this a pre-apology, or are they going to blow this one off? Uh, yeah, I, just, I don't know. There's enough people who, are, who don't care about the... You're one of them. Titan. I mean, look... It was $250,000 a ticket yeah. to go down in a well-documented, not-safe venture. A horrible, dark corridor of liquid. In, in which the mm -hmm. company running it was documented to not be safe. They were using a Logitech like a video game controller. Gamepad game controller. <laughs> to, to, to pilot the I'm thing. I'm laughing because it is funny to me. It is like a, com it's a parody of itself. So it's I don't know. It's a satire it's, of I'm not saying this is people. like a sensitive joke. No, but, but if you, if one were writing a film, you know, satirizing the wealthy, this scene would, would probably be It would look a little like it. this, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it would, honestly, yes. I mean, even James Cameron had, like, a moment where he was on every news channel talking about how unsafe this was. Like, James Cameron, the filmmaker, is a... Yeah. Is what do you mean, a, even James Cameron? How dare you? I mean, like, what's that guy? He Has he built this? He's, he's a professional submersible uh, builder? He's a well-known vegan. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, tomorrow, Matt, Meta is launching its Twitter rival called oh. Threads. Can I just say what I like about this? This is from the BBC. 
First, they say Instagram owner to launch Twitter rival. Then it says Facebook owner Meta is launching it. But there, I mean, come on. But, no, it's Mark Zuckerberg. It's, Mark Zuckerberg. it's one know. guy. He's running talking about it. just confusing branding, even within the world of journalism, from going from Instagram owner to Facebook owner Meta. I don't know. It's too much, BBC. Just call us. Well, it's really easy to never say Mark Zuckerberg because he's given the company seven different names, right? Like it's WhatsApp, it's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's Meta. So it's like Oculus Rift. Mm -hmm. Like it, it would be easier to just say Mark Zuckerberg says, but he's confused everyone into like naming individual companies. It's brilliant. I find this one a bit odd, Matt, because kind of like the Bud Light discussion where I'm trying to figure out if I should drink Bud Light because it's, is it, would that be... Pr Pro Dylan Mulvaney would be pro anti woke. Pro Dylan Mulvaney. Wait, if all the anti woke, if all the haters, all the the gay bashers hate Bud Light, Bud should Light. I drink Bud Light to support Bud Light? I, I'm confused. No, it's you, like, but this is why it's similar to me. Should because I hate Elon Musk so much and I hate Twitter so much. Should I support Threads? I'm kind of I'm kind of pro Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> on this one. Oddly, I know. Well, I, say, I, like, was, I feel like I want it to take. I want it to destroy Twitter. I'm like, I was, looking forward to it. <laughs> I was talking to somebody. Twitter simultaneously will be launching pay to read Twitter. So now they're going to limit what you can see in your feed. And they've already done that. Point, yes, you yeah. have to pay. So Zuckerberg's not going to do that, right? Because he doesn't need to. And I was talking to somebody, and I was like, w w "When you've gotten to the point." When you're happy about an alternative to one terrible tech bro, <laughs> that's me. With yeah. another terrible tech bro, oh, it's confusing. I then, know. Then the problem might be the terrible tech bros. It might not well, be. I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Mark is nowhere near as terrible as Elon. At least, that, like in the public face, in the in the public. But that, eye, that's like he saying he might be hiding more. Donald Trump isn't as bad as Vivek Ramaswamy. What are we talking about here? Like, oh, <laughs> I think Donald is worse. Uh, no, is actually, he, it's confusing. I don't is know. He, I don't like, know anymore. At what point do we stop and say, like, okay, it's just objectively terrible. Like, we I shouldn't know. be on any of them. So let's just stop. Uh, here's a headline uh, you would never have seen. Even a year ago, this is out of Reuters, Disney's diversity chief, LaTondra Newton, leaves firm. That never would be a headline. No. Even naming her is amazing. This is a chief diversity officer at Disney. And of course, the anti-woke media, the New York Post, has its own spin saying that she exits after woke policies controversy. There's no, there's nothing to support no, that. Nothing says that, yeah. She was there for yeah. six years. Which it, seems like a long time to be somewhere where no one is paying attention to you. Not, not, only, that, not only that, but like... It, it strikes me, it feels a little Chick-fil-A-ish in which mm -hmm. people started boycotting Chick-fil-A because of someone they hired two years ago, right? Like yeah. now we're, we're taking credit for someone leaving after a decent tenure at a company because of like the anti-woke or is it possible she was just like, I've done this for a little while, let's go do something well, else. Well, we're going to talk about this on Friday. I attended the collision tech conference in toronto last week i went to many i know i went to many master classes they were called about dei uh, at major companies okay master classes yeah they're called master classes and i will tell you that i i can understand why someone like latondra newton would want to leave disney because 
from what I'm hearing is that nobody, still nobody cares. No, no one, there is no buy-in to chief diversity officers anywhere. Can I also yeah. ask, they, don't they have master classes? You can get a master's in something like diversity or like African-American studies or gender studies, like, like LGBTQ study. Like there are actually master's classes yeah. Yeah. Are we watering down the idea when it's like a diversity officer from a company talking for 45 minutes of mm -hmm. what a master class is? Did you I learn think, anything? I think the, the real question you're trying to ask is, was I the only white man in the room? The, the answer is yes, absolutely. <laughs> in which case, you're the only one who might have learned something. It's yes. Uh, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink says he's officially retiring ESG as an investing term. Oh, oh I thought we'd get some applause from the audience. Oh, I mean, look, the problem is yeah. we were we were literally we first on this train. Yeah, we but were we failed. We failed four years ago on this show. Because this show is actually old. We've been doing this for a long time. It's, yeah, we started when the pandemic started. I, you know, coincidence? It's, it feels 2019 or 20, yeah, 2019. COVID-19, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been doing this a while. We, our first set of shows, we talked about how we needed to kill the acronym. That was like yeah, a and, big deal yeah, for us. Yeah, and we failed. We failed. We failed miserably. And now I sort of want to reclaim the acronym. This is just like... Just like Bud Light. This is just like the Bud Light thing. Do we, because everyone hates ESG, should we now love ESG? I don't know. I hate the acronym, but I also am forced to embrace it now because it's just data. And I just want to say now, like, like, don't, retiring the term isn't going to, that doesn't do the thing, right? He like, they don't like you because you're a Jewish man. They don't like yes. you. That's he said he's not going to use the phrase ESG anymore because it's become too weaponized by both sides. I, I, oh, I mean, look he's at that. both siderizing this. <laughs> I mean, really, like, have I? Our side has weaponized the term. That's no. not. It's not accurate. I mean, we were part of that problem. If anybody listened to this about killing the acronym, but we yeah. didn't weaponize, weaponize it. it. We didn't yeah. weaponize it. He said he's ashamed of being part of this conversation. That I believe. Yeah, I mean, he I, doesn't. I, yeah. Speaking of this, uh, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink is being trolled with mobile billboard mocking recent ESG comments. Oh. The, this is from the geniuses over at the Consumers Research Group. Okay. And by the way, yet another anti-woke, anti-ESG group that is all white men. They're good at that. They're really yeah. good at that. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, they say that they are on notice. They, so they have two billboards... Both, of course, feature pictures of Larry Fink because if you're going to be weirdly anti, uh, anti ESG, anti globalist, anti Semitic, you got to have a picture of the Jewish man that you're attacking. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you have to, when you create a villain, you have to put his picture up there. Yeah. Don't you usually color them like red too, isn't there? Or put them in like an evil suit? Uh, and that's what they did. Are you saying that because you saw the picture? Because there was a no, picture I, of Larry Fink in a in an evil red suit, <laughs> mopping sweat off his eyebrow. Yeah, that's one of the pictures. And the other one is him in a suit saying, 
uh, BlackRock, ESG, but we call it conscientious capitalism. I don't know what the hell. I don't, what, about. what are we talking about? What, that's yeah. the troll. That's the troll. Is it? Yeah. Is it a troll to be conscientious? No. Like, here's the, here's the funniest yeah. part about that troll. When you mm-hmm. poll the American public, ninety eight percent of them don't know what ESG is. Right. Yeah. So ninety nine don't know what BlackRock is, and ninety nine point five don't know who Larry Fink is. So you are trolling the point zero one percent of people who know what all those things. You're who tr- are they? I think they're trolling us, thinking that you really know, is it just yeah. the two of us? Maybe <laughs> it's just it's literally for us. But, but it, it they at the bottom of those little things, those little mobile billboard ads, which mm-hmm. are just viral. They're trying to be viral memes. It mm-hmm. says visit aboutblackrock.com. Have you visited yep. aboutblackrock.com? No. I might later. They made a website that mm-hmm. looks exactly like the BlackRock website okay, now with I'm a picture mm-hmm. of President Xi on the front and talks uh-huh. about BlackRock being a champion of forced behaviors, China's best friend, running oh, Biden's economy, and yeah. then gives warnings about them um, and then asks you to donate to consumer, <laughs> consumer research. So yeah, that's oh, great. It's yeah, uh, speaking perfect. of us. Next headline because we, we track this kind of data. Harvard's legacy admission standards are facing a renewed challenge in the wake of the Supreme Court uh, action gutting affirmative action. Um, this is based on internal university data, data that illustrates that white applicants overwhelmingly benefit from the current standards of so legacy gonna, of legacy and of. Uh, Donor related applicants. I mean, we just, we don't, there's, we don't in this country like women or people who are brown. That's, I don't. You want them to come out and say that? Do you want them to admit that? Why do we bother with like these, like, you know, like we're going to knock down this little rule. We're going to knock down that little rule. We're going to, everything's woke. uh, We're going to run on a woke, anti-woke platform. Why, why not just say ladies, Brown people, we don't like you, and we're just I mean, going to find voters who also don't like you. Most of us, I think, are wise enough to hear that message when you yeah. accumulate all their actions. Uh, oh, how about this one, Matt? Some U.S. cities are allowing corporations to vote in local elections. Seaford, Delaware is the latest, seeking to give business entities the right to vote in local elections. That's literally the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. A corporation mm-hmm. is a collection of human beings. In fact, yeah. our whole business here at Free Float, mm-hmm. Free Float Analytics, the whole business mm-hmm. is to put people back in the corporation. We yeah. measured the people, their power, sure. their performance. We start with the board. We've at, we're adding management. I, what? Why do we need to give then the fake? mythic entity of a corporation the ability to vote there are already people there they can do that and and will eventually that lead to like super voting rights like will it just be one vote they'll get or will they figure out a way to have like a a a mark zuckerbergian level of voting power imagine if Mm -hmm. the corporation itself wants to vote one way and Mm -hmm. then and that's the CEO decides that because that really the super majority vote is the CEO because the CEO yep. then gets two votes, right? Their vote mm-hmm. and whatever they make the corporation vote. Interesting. And imagine it's like a, when it's like survivor, I like that. <laughs> when you're like a mid-level mm-hmm. manager at a company in Seaford and you say, I want to vote the other way. 
like, does that mean I lose a job? Does that mean, does my company know they can look up the voting records? Does that mean, what does that mean? Like, do I have to vote the way the company votes if I want my benefits? Could this be a stupider idea? I'm just excited that Delaware is in the news. <laughs> uh, Apple just uh, eclipsed a $3 trillion valuation. Oh. A, a few things that Apple is worth more than Matt. China's entire stock market. Wow. That includes over 2,000 companies uh, with a combined value of $2.5 trillion. France's entire economy. <laughs> That's $2.8 trillion. And the combined value of the bottom 200 companies in the S&P 500. Think yeah. about that. Nice. Yeah. The S&P 500. It's crazy talk, though. It's, it's really crazy five. talk. five. Like, what, what do we need other companies for at this point? Right? I mean, it is, it is just absolutely ludicrous. Uh, how about this one? Shares of famous artwork are going public for the first time with a top paintings IPO expected to draw $55 million. This is an IPO-led... By Artex, with shares only available on a specially made art stock exchange. I like this. Now, can I mean I like this too, actually. And they're actually starting with one of my favorites, which is a triptych from Francis Bacon. My question to you, Matt, is: it, Can we cover these IPOs? How can we cover them in board in our database in our free flow? That's an excellent question. Database? Maybe we need power and influence of every artist, like famous okay. artists. I, I like this because you've taken a opaque market and made it transparent. And in order to be listed, ostensibly, you need some sort of disclosures. Can mm -hmm. you imagine the art disclosures? Like, what do you yeah. have to disclose about the artists themselves? Or like, like there's when it was painted and is it authentic and that kind of stuff. Right. But do we need to know like which ear Van Gogh cut off? Like, I think we or, might, yes. Or do yes. We, like, do we need to know... Like, uh, was this artist woke or not? So we know w which ones to boycott. I want, what I'm really excited about is the shareholder meetings about like maybe like a vote Can you about like getting a new frame maybe or <laughs> who's who's on the board of that artwork. Yeah, shareholder resolution to lo to lower the painting about six inches in the museum. <laughs> Jean-Michel Basquiat's like uh, graffiti <laughs> number five board of directors. Like, do we vote um, them in? I love that. I actually, everything about this. I love this for a lot of reasons. Uh, also because I, I don't know if you've ever wandered into the lobby of a major corporation like Citibank. They they own a lot of the great art. So I kind of like that yeah. the art, it, the ownership might actually go back into Imagine that schmucks too. hands like ours. Yeah, <laughs> Dual class ownership. How about this article? An online sports book created a range of betting lines for other tech CEO cage fights. We've already <laughs> talked about the cage fights between... Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, Matt. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the fight. You tell me who you think is favored to win Ooh. the fight. J Ooh, Jack Dorsey versus Elon Musk. Oh, I would. G I think Musk is just because he would. He's heavy. He's like heavier. Uh, no, wrong. The betting money is actually on Jack Dorsey, probably because he's younger. I'm guessing, and maybe in in shape. Elon Musk looks like a he looks yeah, but like profoundly out of shape. But like yoga shape. He's doing like yoga on paddle boards. Like doesn't Elon Musk like he'll be eating a burger while sitting on <laughs> Jack Dorsey? How about Sundar Pichai and Satya Nadella, two of our favorite tech CEOs? Oh, that one. I can't imagine one. that that's gotta <laughs> be like a draw. There's no that, there's two like give yourself give yourself yeah. a lollipop. Even yeah, money baby. on that one, right? <laughs> that had to be even money. Evan Spiegel of Snap uh, versus Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, 
Hundred percent. Yep. Zuck. Well, Zuck, yeah. Zuck is pumped up now. Yeah. How about this weird one? Sam Altman, OpenAI uh, yeah. CEO versus yeah. Jensen Huang of Nvidia. Jensen Huang does wear a lot of leather jackets now, and he's a and he's kind of big. He's, he's like old. He's much not tall. I think Sam. he's. I think he's like like husky. He looks. He looks like yeah. he might wrestle somebody. And Sam Altman that seems kind of like a nerdy dude. But my, I, if I'm betting what Vegas is going to think, I'd go with Altman because he's younger. That one feels pure young. Big money is on Altman on that one. Wow, big money. That's surprising. Yeah, big money. Mark Benioff at Salesforce versus Tim Cook at Apple. That's Benioff. Benioff's yeah. a husky Benioff's dude. got a, he has a weight advantage. Yeah, you know, yeah. Once he and starts, he can sit on him and just stay and there. Tim Cook would be like, there is no way I'm participating in this and lose no. by default. Absolutely agree. And finally, Jeff Bezos, uh, still the chair, still the executive chair at Amazon, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Versus, Air, of all people, Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky. I don't know why they care about this matchup. Uh, this this has got to be Bezos. I mean, have you, you know, seen Bezos? You know, I would have thought, I would have thought, but there, there's a real good money on Chesky on this one. I don't know why. Really? I have no idea. Probably an age thing. Uh, no, I mean, Bezos is huge now. He's jacked. He's like yeah, a I don't big get this dude. One. Um, so maybe this is a good one to bet on. Then maybe pick the underdog on this one. I mean, Chesky looks pretty jacked too. Like, and he's younger. Okay, but I, I feel seen I feel yeah. like Bezos. If this fight were on, Bezos would like be training with like laser guided drones to be the best like so true yeah this is the stupidest thing we've ever covered yes speaking of stupid uh and speaking of airbnb ceo brian chesky who we don't ever talk about he says that this is the loneliest time in human history and we need to rebuild physical community i just wanted to point out how ironic this is having just traveled for about a week i stayed in hotels Mm-hmm. The the main reason why I stay in hotels is because there are people there. There are restaurants, lobbies. I yeah. like I There's like that atmosphere. Stuff, yeah. I like like talking to the people who work there. I like talking to people in the lobbies. I don't. I feel less lonely in hotels. That's why I stopped going to Airbnbs. I feel like a dope when I go to a city and I just go to someone's stupid apartment and I stare and you never leave it at their closet. Yeah, it's just and, it doesn't and you, feel. <laughs> It's lonely. Yeah, you like order DoorDash and you yes, don't leave the dumb apartment. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so congratulations, Airbnb CEO <laughs> Brian Chesky for being an idiot. How about this one? Nissan. This is a good story. Nissan installed a camera surveillance system at the home of the former COO so that the CEO could spy on him. Ooh. <laughs> Didn't so supposedly, yeah. This feels very well, credit suisse Yes, exactly. So CEO Makoto Uchida uh, wanted to spy on him to give him leverage to remove him from the company because of his opposition to some terms and a new partnership deal with Renault. That's pretty specific reason. Yeah, how fucking boring is that? <laughs> like, I know, but this is great, though. I mean, <laughs> we need this in our database. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean... You, Spires. You, CEO spying quotient or performance rating or something. You were... So disappointed that someone didn't like the terms of a deal that you spied on them. That I mean, yes. I, I don't know. This feels dumb. Like get a like maybe you need to like get a different job. Maybe you need to do something else. 
UBS plans to gut Credit Suisse by laying off more than half of its workforce, 35,000 workers. So there, yeah. there's the bailout. There's the bailout. 35,000 workers. That's yeah, a lot. Well, they, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, they realized very quickly, like UBS and Credit Suisse had a lot of the same customers. Sure. Mm-hmm. As they don't need two marketing people, two sales people to, to, for all of them. So now you just get rid of most of here's them. My, here's my plea to all you uh, Credit Suisse workers who are leaving with a nice nest egg and you're kind of bored of the institutional corporate world. Come work for us for free. Yeah, love it. I already stopped um, there. That's enough. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. We have a lot you can look at and do data work on. And if, and you're, if you're highly effective at what you're doing, we might give you 0.1% of the equity. Not even that much. Come on. Okay. Um, I'm pushing it. We should have talked about that off air. Uh, how about this one? Women's tennis promises equal prize money uh, as men's tennis by the year 2033. <laughs> and can I tell you? Can I tell you? That Matt, the, probably there's, to me, they're the two most famous tennis tournaments in the world. Wimbledon and the U.S. Open here in New York City, right? The U.S. Open in New York has offered equal prize money since 1973. <laughs> I mean, this is outrageous. Yeah, this is outrageous. Outrageous. And, and arguably, the greatest tennis player of all time is Serena Williams. And mm-hmm. we can't get this done. I'm, you can't crazy, figure out a way talk. to get this done. 60, that's 50 years ago. 50 years ago. Yeah. You can't figure out how to get it done. At the, at the most famous tennis tournament in the, in the absolute world. Uh, a couple more before I, let's call this a segue to hand this off to your segment, Matt. First of all, Bud Light tries to win back conservatives one grunt at a time in a new ad featuring white NFL star Travis Kelsey. Matt, this ad just features men grunting and sighing with holding a Bud Light. It's all it is. I watched That's correct. it. Yeah. I don't under, I don't even understand why is this a plea to conservatives? Well, I don't even understand this. Cuz the conservative no, men are so stupid, is that yeah. it? <laughs> well, Dylan Mulvaney wasn't in it. That's why. That's it. That's the win. There's no, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I'll come back to this though. Okay, come back. To this. And finally, uh I don't really know how this fits into our world, but I I, I had to talk about cuz it's another it's another anti-ESG company doing ESG work without a methodology. Yeah, that's, that's Unlike how it fits proper in. ESG it's, companies. And that's a film review website uh, called, uh, what is it called? Worth It or Woke? Worth It, yeah, Worth It or Woke. Uh, just a few tidbits here, okay? This is some examples of wokeness in film. Uh, basically, writing women who are smart. This is yeah. according to them. Uh-huh. According that's to correct. them. Whoa. Writing women uh, smarter than uh, uh, than every male in the film. So ba- so basically, Matt, if the men are smarter in the film, that's okay. But if the women are smarter, that's not okay. Not notwithstanding the deep irony that women actually have a higher graduation rate from yes, college absolutely. and from advanced degrees. Absolutely. They're they yes. are actually smarter. They actually, are literally, literally smarter. Literally smarter in the real world. Yeah. Other examples of wokeness in film, according to their methodologies, Disney's not so secret gay agenda. I don't. I, again, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what their. I don't know what their gay agenda is. Uh, again, another one is a strong, independent woman. This is their words. Yeah, yeah. 
And like finally, Vivek would like this last one. Manufactured diversity quotas for the sake of diversity over narrative. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you pr- how do you prove that one? <laughs> well, that, there's, a, there's a lot of data on that <laughs> about, about how having any black people in your film means you don't care about the narrative of the film. And, and I want to point out two films that they call uh, anti-woke, which they're very proud of. The first one is Nefarious, which gets a score of an 81. Again, this is basically ESG ratings, right? Yeah. This, that's why we're talking about this. If yeah, you're this confused, is why we're talking, why we're talking about, about, about this. ESG ratings are not actually different from like film ratings, from like Yelp reviews. Except they have robust methodologies. The di- well, no. Some of them don't. Let's be okay. clear. Some well, the major, don't, the major right? providers that but people are complaining about. most people go to like a variety of places to get reviews and information and distill it down into a single rating. And some of those ratings are constructed using vast arrays of data and put a lot of thought into it. And some of them are mm-hmm. constructed by one white guy who doesn't like women. That's what I'm so saying. This, this movie, Nefarious, gets this very specific score of 81 out of 100. And here's what the movie's about, Matt. On the day of his scheduled execution, a convicted serial killer tells a psychiatrist that he's a demon who can possess his body and that he's going to commit three more murders. That doesn't seem very woke. That, that, <laughs> but, but this is <laughs> a fair <laughs> idea of good art. And all the one they like is Rob Schneider's Woke Up in America. gets a score of 93, and he says it talks about a lot of issues and that he does it with a lot of dick jokes. This is their words. <laughs> there you go. So this we, is the world we live in. That's yeah. the world. All right, I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I, right, I got, to I'm gonna segue over, and I'm gonna start us with an addendum to what you just said. Go ahead. So, worth it or woke? I went. I read too many reviews today. Yeah, I, yeah, you, <laughs> this website. I, I, know you did. I read a I lot did. of reviews, and here's we. I've really. I I think I have the the perfect definition for what woke is at last through this company, Mm -hmm. through this film review site. So when Ron DeSantis talks about being anti-woke, when Vivek Ramaswamy in Woke Inc., all of the the anti-woke conservative movement in this country, banning ESG, I've distilled it down to exactly what this is about. When they're asked to define woke, they don't have an answer. Yeah, they don't have an answer. You have an answer. I have an answer for them now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you some quotes from some of the reviews before I give you the answer. First, in the new Indiana Jones movie, The Dial mm-hmm. of Destiny or whatever, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen yet, um, mm-hmm. it's considered woke. It was rated okay. as woke because, quote, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's charismatic performance couldn't save Helena, the character, from mm-hmm. being an off-putting, stereotypical, strong, independent woman. Basically, right. uh, okay. an uh, 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 off-putting smart woman. Yeah. So strong, independent woman and off-putting yeah. are keys there, right? Like, yes, th- of course. She, being strong and independent woman is off-putting. Um, how how do you portray a smart woman in a movie? In an is it is there any scenario where a smart woman in a movie can be not woke? Ah, there is from Aliens in oh. 1986. Yeah. Which is considered, it got a, a 100%, like a near perfect a score, or 99% okay. or something. How near perfect that, score. Yeah. Better uh-huh. than Nefarious. Or, or, or yeah. Nefar- Rob yeah. Schneider tried to make a mo- like a show Dick that jokes. was anti-woke. He tried anti-woke. specifically. 
It's specifically called uh, woke, woke up in America because he's railing he's on woke railing culture. Railing against woke America. Yeah, with aliens, dick jokes. Aliens still better than that, according to these reviews. Despite yeah. the fact that it has one of the most. The strongest female protagonist in film history. Here's the quote, because, quote, mm -hmm. Sigourney Weaver gives a powerful performance. I don't, but but Phoebe Waller-Bridge's performance was charismatic. Why, the whole why, why, movie is centered, yeah. Aliens, if you've seen it, the whole movie is yeah. centered around one female protagonist who's smarter than everybody else. Everything, And blows everything up, right? Like, <laughs> she she's... She's shooting things. She's yeah. blowing it up. Like, she, so aliens, not woke. Indiana okay. Jones, new movie, woke. Okay. He actually sums up the demarcation mm. of wokeness and not wokeness with his view of as good as it gets, which have you seen as good as it gets? Uh, yeah, many, many moons ago. Yes. It's a movie with Jack Nicholson who mm. uh, plays an uh, obsessive compulsive and yes. a, like a pure asshole, like a true. Yeah, like, it's a very, it's a very tepid white movie. I remember it. It's very. Uh, well, it has boorish. Cuba Gooden Jr. in it, and um, right, Greg Kinnear as a gay mm -hmm. couple, and uh -huh. it's this like weird group mm -hmm. of people who like get get thrown together in this pot, okay. or whatever. Um, but it, he, this is the quote. Okay. Um, it is. It got a ninety-one percent. It was considered okay. woke-ish, but a classic movie, and he highly recommends it. Woke-ish, but still gets a 91? Still gets a 91. Quote, okay. if this movie was made today, many of us would assume that it was woke. The main okay. character... I'm already, I'm already confused, are, can I just say? <laughs> the main character is a white guy, is the one who has to learn how to live life from a woman and a gay man. That, that sounds terrible. That, yeah. that feels woke, woke now, right? Yeah. However, while some of its themes are certainly progressive, the film isn't preachy. And okay, and how is again? How is that? What's the methodology behind whether it's preachy or not? It tells the story of a man who is mm -hmm. deeply troubled, who is taking it upon himself to be a better man. Sure, uh -huh. his motivation at the beginning is the power of boners. He really this likes word, dicks. This is the reviewer. This, this is the reviewer's this is, word. I, this is okay. word for word. Is a quote. Jesus Christ! But in the end, he learns how to love both his heart's desires and platonically his gay neighbor. Right? I'm glad he threw in platonically because if he had loved the gay neighbor in, in a sexual way, I would have. It would. Me. It would have been confusing. I don't understand this map because w when one uh, when one is watching or art or listening or looking at art, you're always doing it in the modern day, in the present state. So, what does Correct. it matter? What does it matter that it would have been woke now if it was made now? I don't understand any of this. So that is the definition of woke. It is if it was made things now. that white men are triggered by that are that that, that they are made do now. not like that are made now. The Even things that they like before <laughs> oh are not going to be woke. Aliens. Think about that. Think about that hypocrisy right there. That since it was made, <laughs> since it is a woke movie, but since it was made then, it's fine. It's now fine. It's, it's bad. It's a classic. He admits <laughs> in the in the review that if it were made today, he it would be woke. And right. it, because it terrible, wasn't made terrible today, person. which means person. the definition, basically it, the meaning of the word woke is what a mm -hmm. white guy says they don't like. That's it. There's no other That's meaning. That's it. And it and, only and is what woke, they don't yeah. like right now. Which which we second. know so far is our in no particular order. People of color. Yep. L gay people, gay people all LGBTQ. the whole the whole rainbow of the flag the mm -hmm. all uh and women and women correct 
Yeah. Right. And in fact, and those are those are the three groups I like the most. So there you go. <laughs> in fact, I read this awesome article, which I won't go deep into, that that suggested that mm-hmm. the anti-woke, like anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ plus movement mm-hmm. is actually really just all veiled hatred of women, right? Um, doesn't doesn't surprise me. It's a great article. We'll talk about it another time. But that's it. That's what woke is. So, do you feel informed? Are you done? I'm uh, done with that. No, I don't. Uh, I, I, do you want to hand off to Paul before we get out of here? I want. I have one more addendum for Bud Light. Yeah. Um. Be, uh, this is what a commentator had to say about uh, a conservative commentator had to say about the Bud Light ad. The grunting ad. The grunting men ad. Grunting. All the yeah. ad is literally men. Opening beers and sitting down and going ugh every time which they I guess sit down. Is, which I guess is a anti antivirus against gay people or I, trans people that or is whatever woke is somewhat the marketing department was like what is grunting. the opposite of gay and so the opposite of being informed and educated down. is grunting yeah okay men I got it men sitting down and grunting here is what a conservative commentator had to say about it quote. Bud Light is going for the death blow at this point. This is what they think of their client base, stupid grunting cavemen. <laughs> well, so now they don't I like mean, it because the <laughs> men are acting like grunting cavemen. They they want them bespeckled, reading Dickens, drinking a Bud Light. Which that, is confusing because I would guess that that movie website you're talking about would love a movie like Rambo, where it's a man shooting other people, grunting. Doesn't he doesn't say very much? I mean, right? imagine like, if Bud Light's wouldn't that ad- be a perfect anti woke <laughs> movie? Imagine if Bud Light's ad was people shooting things and drinking yeah. beer. Would that That's be it. okay? Would that what is okay? I would think so. I would think so. Um, and there are a couple other headlines here that we we're way over. So I say we go to Paul and we'll come back to these. But Here's there Paul. was there were some yeah. big Supreme Court decisions we didn't even talk about. Uh, well, like, I, I assumed we get to those on Friday. Gutting affirmative action and like debates yep. over free a whole thing. But let's yep. let's go to Paul and then we will catch everybody. Paul, yeah, tomorrow we'll be back so, tomorrow. We'll be no? back tomorrow. You and I'll be and Friday. Yeah, and Friday. Uh, Paul Hodgson from SKH here to talk about the top 20 increases in CEO perks. Uh, Take it away, Paul. So with the help of the team in New Delhi, um, we identified the top 20 largest increases in CEO perks between fiscal 21 and fiscal 22. If you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the pretty significant median rise in perks for CEOs in the S&P 500. So we tracked down some of the people that were causing that. now, there's a, a few, um, Charles Magro at Corteva, uh, Pierce Norton at 1OK, um, Richard Beckwith at Lennar, who were hired partway through 2021. So their kind of 1,000% increases in perks was basically due to them having a part year in 2021 and a full year in fiscal 2022. So I dug into the ones where the CEO had been there for the last couple of years just to figure out what was going on and what was causing those those uh, pretty significant increases in perks that we identified up to up to 1400 nearly 1500%. And it's really it's really only when you dig into the perks that you start to understand the insanity of CEO pay. So the highest 1477% increase um, was for Mark Parvel at have I got his name right? Where are we here? Mark Parrell, I apologize, at Equity Residential. 
um, the real estate company. So th this was described as a board match, which he received in 22 rather than 21, uh, of $225,000 to encourage him to get onto another board to expand his skill set. Now, why this company needed to pay him to get onto another board, I'm not sure. Surely it's the other board that he's supposed to get on that is supposed to be paying him. But there you are. See what I mean about the insanity? So the next highest was for Doug Parker at uh, American Airlines, 1,315%. Well, he transitioned to chair of the company rather than CEO. So the all other compensation, the perk that was described there was $500,000 for his board chairmanship in 2022 rather than 2021 when he was still CEO. So running down the list, this is going to be a long one because there's some some eye-popping figures here. So Doug Parker, we just did him. So Devin Stockfish at Weyerhaeuser Company. Again, the increase was 1,253%, and that was due to uh, $100,000 in security services, which had not been paid in 2021. Perhaps the job got a little more dangerous in 2022. I'm not really sure why. There was no explanation of it, that's for sure. Um, next one down, 675% increase in perks for Russell Weiner at Domino's. Uh, mostly aircraft, um, corporate and personal use of aircraft, but also $2,165 worth of pizzas, apparently. Actually, you know what, the increase was from uh, dividends on vesting stock that vested in 2022 rather than 2021, but I couldn't resist that one about the pizzas, so that's in there anyway. So, next one down, um, Exelon. Former CEO Christopher Crane, um, tax reimbursement for double taxation because he worked in more than one state. Um, tax reimbursement on spousal air travel. Income, I'm trying to read my notes here. Oh, right, okay. Income and reimbursement or on non-qualified pensions. So that was, that was a pension as well. So coming up to retirement, pension went up. Clearly that was a pretty significant increase. Can't see it right here, but it was 825%, okay. And then we have at Coca-Cola, James Quincy, CEO, 340% increase in pensions. There was no travel in 2021, and then took off again on the corporate jet in 2022. Uh, for mostly business travel, well, actually, and personal travel, it says here in my notes. I don't know what that was about. Maybe it was the pandemic in 2021 that prevented the business and personal travel on the jet. It's a possibility. So at Carnival, Arnold Donald, CEO at Carnival, former CEO and chief climate officer, it said in the proxy statement. How woke is that? So lots more flying, 70,000 compared to 20,000, so 202% increase. Um, but mostly the increase was 150,000 compensation in lieu of savings plan profit-sharing contribution. Just great names for everything they have, great names. And then finally, um, Abbott Labs, Robert Ford, 149% increase. Again, a pension plan causing most of that earnings on non-qualified defined contribution plan. So 240,000 in 2022 compared to just over 8,000 in 2021. So those were some of the biggest ones. I haven't given you all of them. That would be giving everything away. So we're not going to do that. Anyway, so this is um, Paul Hodgson signing off as Gage Statistic of the Week. Thank you, Thank Paul. you Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, S. Gage. We use S. Gage's data in our 
in our in our absolutely thing in our ratings for board members. They absolutely, we do. We absolutely do. We use it. It's great. We're gonna be back here again tomorrow and the day after that, and then we're actually gonna move to a summer schedule, which we'll talk about sometime soon. I think we're gonna do three when days we decide a week what the schedule when we decide is. We decide what it is. Until <laughs> then, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>